We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. Let's bring the rock. Why were you made? I was made to be happy. The way to be happy is to know truth. To love goodness. In other words, I am made for God. Pero quiero lío en las dioses. Quiero que se salga afuera. You are now listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast. All right, um, we are here at the Holy Ruckus Podcast. Podcast numero dos. Numero dos. Du. I don't know how many times you can say two. What's up, Pat? <laughs> Good to hear you, Josh. It's good to be with you. I'm all right. How are you, how's the Moldy's household doing these days? You know, it's I don't know. It depends on what time is it. It's like 10 a.m. on a, <laughs> on a Tuesday. So right now we right. should depends. be yeah. Wait five minutes. <laughs> totally. It, it, it's um, homeschool time. So yesterday was my daughter Gianna's sixth birthday, and so what? yeah, shout out to her. She's a happy big birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah. Who does that version? Was that Michael Jackson? Oh, was that Jackson that, That's Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Oh. That's the best. That's the best one. Yeah. 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 Totally. Most definitely. Totally. I don't know if that's the copy. I'm not doing one. a Stevie Wonder impersonation <laughs> right now. You're doing it. Uh, I thought it was Jackson Five. Okay. So Stevie Wonder. Why not? All right. Did you All ever, above. Did you ever hear, wait, the recent stuff that like Stevie Wonder isn't blind? No. What, is this like a creepypasta <laughs> conspiracy theory or something? No. Multiple people have, have attested <laughs> to the fact that they believe that what? he's putting on and there's been legit We're all being interviews. catfished. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let me... Welcome to the Holy Workers Podcast. This is what we do in the beginning. Uh, opening statements. <laughs> Stevie Wonder may or may not be blind anymore. Yes, and I, we're getting to the bottom of it today. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we can't be, you know, because of quarantine and all that, we're not together. Uh, so you are phoning in, but you're not phoning in the podcast. Mm-hmm. You are phoning in, uh, maybe not the effort. Well, well that remains to be seen. But That's true. So what What do people, like, throw things at Stevie every once in a while? If he, like, <laughs> catches them or, to like, see, decides like... whether to let them hit him in the face? <laughs> okay, so, so, and you have to take it with a grain of salt. This is coming from Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq. Oh, yes. Okay. The, so... the all-wise Kazam. Yes, or, the, the great Aristotle, the, the big Aristotle is what his, <laughs> one of his names. He's actually Dr. Shaq now. I'm pretty sure he has a PhD. I apologize. In yes, Dr. Shaq. Yes. yes. So anyway, Shaq, you know, take it with great. I mean, he did say that the earth was flat like three years ago. He said it was like earth. It flat. might be. I've not been around the earth myself. I've not seen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Shaq says, so Shaq says he was on an elevator, <laughs> which is even more amazing. Can you imagine Shaq in an elevator? Um, right. You know, all Tight, seven yeah. foot two, 300 something. Big guy pounds. in a little box. Right. So, yeah, going down and up. Anyway, so Shaq goes in an elevator and is like, uh, goes to the bottom or goes to the lobby floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, or he knows that Stevie Wonder lives on, on in his building or whatever, wherever he is. And, so, and then they open the doors <laughs> to the elevator and then who hops up? Uh, mm-hmm. But Stevie Wonder and Stevie Wonder yeah. uh, jumps in the elevator and then goes and it gets really quiet and then he goes, "Oh hey, what's up, Shaq?" Like, <laughs> like <laughs> and it's just like, and Shaq's like, "I kid you not, I said nothing. I was completely <laughs> silent." And all of a sudden he's like, "What's up, Shaq?" And it's like, and if that doesn't get you, and if that doesn't get yeah. you, someone else. I think it was. Lionel Richie, right, was in another interview, and he said he was in a car with Stevie Wonder, and Stevie Wonder um, starts to put it in reverse in a parking lot, and he starts uh-huh. driving down the street, like, and then he stops. Stevie Wonder, yeah, Stevie Wonder, no Get lie, out. and he's joking. He's like, he's like, gotcha, you know, whatever, you know, as a joke, <laughs> but there's actual video evidence of the, I think it's the We Are the World song uh-huh. or the clip or the right, video. Yeah. Anyway, that, yeah. the mic is about to hit Stevie Wonder in the face and it's about to like lean over and then he apparently uh-huh. leans out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> you can't this make this nuts. stuff up. You can't make Well, this- like, okay, 
that's weird. The the dodging things. Like now, I kind of do want to throw something at his face <laughs> and see see if he dodges out of the way. Come on, Steve. You know, God forgive me. Yeah. But the 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 shack thing. I'm like, what? Well, if anybody has a distinct scent on this planet, right? It's yes. got to be like a seven shack. foot tall human being, right? Like they they they. I mean, I don't know how you hide that smell signature. That's it's and it's got to be unique. You know, it's just got to be like, whoa, that's that's powerful. And also, there's probably like a lot of light in you know wherever he is, and then all of a sudden you hear see mm-hmm. a big blob. Like you can probably see shapes. You know, it's like here's right. Shaq's like blob. how how is he? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, wow. Okay, well, we will promise the Holy Ruckus listeners that we will continue <laughs> to follow up on this very important story <laughs> in quarantine. Yes, absolutely. You know, is Stevie Wonder? Yes, exactly. Right. Is Stevie you know, Wonder? Our right? our hot dog sandwiches. You know, that's <laughs> coming up next week on. Oh, you just opened up a can. <laughs> on the Holy Ruckus podcast. I definitely. Well, I know. There's people oh, are bristling right oh now. We're we're gosh. about to have like. The, the lines light up, you know, just a <laughs> butt ton of email, you know, from the listeners. Oh, my god! How dare you? <laughs> hot dog is not a sandwich. My grandfather owned a, a sandwich shop for years. <laughs> a hoagie shop. <laughs> Put his blood and we sweat. Have, we have a strong sandwich pedigree in my family, and we've never <laughs> used hot dogs before. Uh, <clears throat> what about, like, are you a Miracle Whip guy? Are you a mayonnaise or Miracle Whip? I can be a I can be a Miracle Whip guy, yeah, yeah for I'm, sure. I'm a no, mayonnaise I, guy. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm that totally mayo. mayo guy. So exclusively mayo, like <sighs> Miracle Whip is just I don't even know in your household. What, what is Miracle Whip? Like I, it looks like mayo, but it's not mayo, right? Like so it's a whip of miracles. They collect miracles, whip them good. <laughs> they play the song, whip it. <laughs> do, 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 do. You get Miracle Whip. Oh, Anyway, <laughs> it was supposed to be like a joyful noise to the Lord. Oh yeah, joyful noise. Um, I don't know what Miracle Whip is. I don't know what the consistency is. It's not tartar sauce. True. I know that, but I don't know. Right. All right. Right. There's anyway, something. Moving on. Eventually, it's like okay, you've been banned. <clears throat> but anyway, um, Father Pat, um, here we are. I don't know what week yep. it is. Is it week six of quarantine? Maybe I don't know. We are. Yeah, like well over a month, and um, is it getting gosh, better? They kind of run together, you know. Which is part of why, like, I want to, <laughs> I want a temperature check. I want a pulse check, please. Is everybody <laughs> still alive there? Like, check on your neighbors, make sure everybody's okay. Um, try and uh, try and try and you know let go of your hair. You know, stop pulling out your hair. Stop, uh, you know, using barbed speech against one another. I don't even know. Yeah, I just wanted to. Um, more or less like ask how how the heck give you give yourself freedom to enjoy your hobbies mm. um with the lord with his uh with his blessing and presence like i'm a big advocate for you know choosing recreation that you know is actually recreating us and that can you know like god isn't like you know, ah. offended by okay, <laughs> some, of of some nature. Right. And I ha- I definitely have some to share of my own, but I wanted to know, like, how are you enjoying your hobbies and mm. how, how do you COVID or otherwise, like anytime, um, include the Lord in those hobbies? Oh, um, I'm going to need to hear yours first because <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to gauge like how deep are we going with our hobbies? Really? Well, one of my hobbies is like, I, I mean, I could answer one for you. Like I, I know that. All right, go ahead. What's one of my hobbies? You're one of the, you're one of the few, you're one of the few like worship leaders, musicians. That doesn't worship, and worship leaders. <laughs> <laughs> you lead something. It's, you know, it can pass for the medical definition of worship. I think. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, um, go ahead. That, uh, you're, I mean, you brought me to tears, man. Like there were definitely holy hours <laughs> where you were like strumming in the back. And I was like, yeah, I'm feeling this, man. I'm yeah. feeling it. No one strums you know? like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> man, he's, he, he's got those four or five chords down flat. Damn, man. real good. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, I feel you. I feel you. So is that not a hobby for you? Does that feel like work? Oh man. Just, just... Um, at one point 
It did. At one point, it did feel like work. Not anymore. Um, because I don't get asked that anymore. <laughs> so, um, I want, once upon a time, I was uh, a gun for hire. <laughs> no, guitar for hire mm-hmm. with a voice, and um, I would do. Uh, you know, I, I would I would do that, and, and I would uh, go and play churches and stuff. Well, obviously because of COVID, I'm not, but. Um, yeah. From time to time, yeah. once no a month is. or so, I'd go play something, um, worship, lead, lead people in prayer, and mm. that was a hobby. Um, but then when you hear like really good music, like when you hear you know certain guitarists, or when you like, I'm a big John Mayer guy. Like when you listen to John mm. Mayer, you're like, me too. You're like, man, I right. suck. That's not. I a, can't play like that. It's like I'm not. <laughs> this is a hobby. But for him, mm-hmm. that's like a vocation type stuff. Like right. little it's, v it's vocation. It's an art, you know. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, music. Santana. Oh my gosh, Carlos Santana. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. So for me, it's like another level. Another level, but it's like yes. Um, little vo- uh, little hobbies for me. Yeah, I'll I'll break it out. I'll break out the guitar. I'll do a podcast, and I guess I try to obviously yeah. invite the Lord into that, and still keeping the character mm-hmm. of just like wild and crazy because that's just what I like to listen to and how I like to come off. Um, but I don't know. You brought it up, so. Are you bringing your hobby? Like, I'm curious. Absolutely. Go ahead, Pat. Uh, I hope so. Um, yeah, because I, I think you know, it's 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 now needed more than ever, you know, or as much as ever um, that we choose things for ourselves that like are good for our, you know, mental reset and uh, our mental health, you know, but that also don't like you know drag us away. <laughs> from you know our our bearings our roots so like this is going to be somewhat controversial Go but i think i have some good good footing you know um have it. in the in the mode of gk chesterton one of the first things i did when i heard like they were shutting down non-essential <laughs> business was i jumped in my car and i drove to my <laughs> i drove to my favorite pipe tobacco oh, store on the pike and i picked up a couple of ounces of pipe tobacco there um, you go. so i can enjoy i can burn incense to the lord and create you know there you go unknowing right <laughs> in our the backyard um no. yes exactly my burnt offering um yeah, that's something that I enjoy. I enjoy having a, a pipe smoke and so, um, there you go. So, so not coalescing the vapors. So not a building exactly, yeah. special. <laughs> Which has dimmed my mind considerably. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Gandalf. Okay. Um, so you see, yeah, I think, you know, there's something there's something spiritual. I've had this like uh, running conversation Uh-oh. with one of our good friends, Mike McHugh, about like the virtue of the pipe. As opposed oh. to like just regular cigar smoking. Now I, I kind of sidestep the whole issue because, <laughs> <laughs> right, rolling doobies. But uh, <laughs> I I stay out of it for the most part because like I'm a non-prejudicial like tobacco smoker. Your you know, I kind of pretty much. You know, like hey kids, no no rolling doobies, people. You know, no vaping until you're eighteen. Like, you know, enjoy things responsibly in moderation. Absolutely. So saith Thomas Aquinas. So when does it become a, <laughs> not a hobby, but an actual vice? And have you towed the line? Or you think you're good? Or has someone, who does that for you? Who is like the, the, like the measuring stick, like your conscience? Like, do you have like a Jiminy Cricket on your hip or what? I think so. Yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> like it's, it's rarely, um, it's it's rarely an everyday thing, you know, it's more like, you know, uh, a couple times a week at max, you know, and then I go like long periods without, you know, a smoking partner, same appeal, although I, I, I will admit to really enjoying, you know, pretending to be erudite, praying the breviary, you know, the liturgy of the hours while smoking a pipe. That that That's a cool look, let me okay. tell you. You definitely said... You were, you were saying smoking, and then you said, like, sparking. I'm like, so were you going to Sparking? Sparking. I <laughs> uh, spark up, you know. Sometimes I'll, you know, Twice just light a couple spark plugs, you know, drain a couple spark plugs uh, before breakfast just to get me going in the morning. So, so what time no of day deal. does it I have to quit. be for your, for your hobby? Like, what time of oh, day? yeah. What kind of setup? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, how do you it's do it? It's kind of like it's – so we have a super sweet back, backyard gazebo. <laughs> that is just the neatest thing ever mm-hmm. as, as far as rectory le- living 
goes here at St. Pat's. Um, it, I think it's like sandwiched the day. It, it, you've got to go early or late. There's, there's not much point of it at noon. You know, I, it has happened, but it's way weirder. You know, for one thing, I come away smelling like an ashtray, so it doesn't bode well for like, you know, meeting anybody or confessing anybody. Not that we're, you know, within six feet of each other these days, but still, it's just a bad look or a bad smell. Okay. And Stevie then... Wonder would immediately be like, <laughs> "Oh, oh wow. that's that's Father Pat." <laughs> So wait, so when you when you smoke, does that do you have to have like a drink with you? Do you have to have like a brandy? Like what do you do? You have to have like a a Gatorade. Are are your shoes off or on? (laughs) Do you have a robe? Do you have a smoking jacket? Right. Rose water only. You know, from (laughs) water from the Euphrates, uh, specially shipped here. You know, we bougie, we bougie AF. Um, I will usually drink. Cran grape juice uh, <laughs> if I'm smoking anything heavier because this like pro tip I got from another aficionado was that you can get pretty like pretty tobacco drunk like you know light in the head if you're not if you, if you don't have any like sugars to help I don't know what the chemical process is but it, it like dissipates or <laughs> dilutes the <laughs> I don't know. It don't hit me as hard in the head <laughs> when I'm smoking some some my cran grape juice, my cran grape. It's gotta be cran grape, you know. Cran cran raspberry people are just bizarre. I know they're out there and maybe they're listening, but it's weird. Cran raspberry, two red berries together. Come on. And there you go. And you never know. And well, thank thank the Lord, like. You're finding little hobbies to do. Uh, is there anything else that you try to get into or watch, or you know, what what are other hobbies are you doing? Oh yeah, well, I I was definitely curious what all the like the COVID um, scuttlebutt on the internet was about things like Tiger King. Okay. So yeah, I have followed I have followed the trends, opinions about Carol Baskins, etc. Um, <laughs> perhaps for a different podcast, but uh, yes, oh yeah, this one. Have you watched uh, the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan? <laughs> Uh, the Bulls? The Last Dance? No, I don't have. Um, ESPN? That's like no. the that's like the thing. They don't give you that package. I would love to watch some like ESPN on demand and and go through that because like I do the Thirty for Thirty podcast now and mm-hmm. again, and they've been like talking about each episode, and I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. I lived through this era. I know who this guy is. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can't, you can't not yet. Say. That's still on to do. Okay, well, for me, real quick, like, I don't know. I just, I be, I was trying to watch Chosen, the the uh, the Jesus series. I was trying to watch mm. that, and I was really impressed with it. Uh, I was, I've been watching the documentary, The Last Dance, on ESPN. Um, nice. There's not. What's your What's your review? Like your of it of twenty the, word review of which one of Jesus or Last Dance of the Last Dance. Well, yeah, Jesus, Jesus, I'm I'm all in on. So. Jesus, yeah, Jesus and I <laughs> are good. We're, we're on good terms. Um, the Michael Jordan, it's good. It's, it's, it's very well done. People were wondering, like, is this going to make, uh, you know, uh, MJ look like a total, you know, you know, you know mm, a jerk, a jerk ass, right? whatever. I don't even know what that word is, but Bob anyway, gambler. who yeah. knows, who knows, but it actually like portrayed this guy who's deeply committed and was willing to sacrifice everything, uh, mm. to, to achieve a goal. And, in the sporting world, like, I get that. That's cool. Um, you know, does that translate to, yeah. like, forsaking God and country? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, like that kind of thing. But it's like, yeah. that's not good. That's but, downright spiritual. Right? But mm-hmm. he takes it to this level, and it was interesting. It was interesting. I, You know, basketball nice. was an awesome game. And for him, it's a, it's more than a profession. It, you know, I, I, there I go again, saying it's like a little vocation for him. It's something that he feels that God put him on this mm-hmm. earth to do. And so many other questions come up during this time of while he's a basketball player. Uh, in the early '90s, there was a governor um, in his native North Carolina uh, who was going, who was known to be racist or, or whatever, versus a, mm-hmm. uh, a black candidate, and mm-hmm. people wanted him. Were kind of pressuring Jordan to kind of 
support weigh in or to weigh okay. in like what do you think about this guy like who would you vote for and he was already in chicago yeah. and, and stuff and he doesn't actually weigh in he actually doesn't he actually doesn't do it yeah. he takes this line of like i'm not a i'm not into politics right. i'm i don't know much about it um yeah i'm gonna stick to uh to basketball and it's funny when he was challenged on it he said hey i'm not gonna say anything uh republicans buy shoes too you know uh, oh wow he didn't want it to mess with his bottom line if he sides with yeah. democrats or republicans or whatever and that's so yeah. different from how it is now when you have yeah. like, guys like lebron james and other right doing the trayvon martin photo yeah, yeah you got so many more people being more political and i'm more of like <clears throat> i think it's a good thing like to to speak out on it or whatever but i don't know inter- it was yeah. interesting so they take on yeah. those themes in the show, which I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Um, but I did want to bring up this with your with your topic on on hobbies or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I said this in the, in one podcast before, but one of my hobbies is like I like watching Quentin Tarantino. I like watching. Oh, nice! Right, I like watching. Like I liked Inglorious Bastards, Kill Bill, Kill Bill. Yeah, I, I like um, Django, Django, Reservoir Dogs, all these movies, right? Very bloody, very violent. Um, definitely not going to watch it with a nun around. I might watch it with a priest around. <laughs> <laughs> might watch it with you. But <clears throat> I guess maybe that brings us into this next phase of when are your hobbies something that's going to bring you uh, closer to God or away from God? Even like yeah. films like Mar- uh, Martin Scorsese's like The Departed. Is it like my like top five favorite movie of all time, The Departed? Oh, me too. And it, and it, yeah. And you and we say that and we're like. <clears throat> but we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be holy. Mm. What do we do in right. that every waking Set moment? Apart. Yeah. What if every yeah. waking moment in our hobbies is not devoted to explicit Christian things? When mm-hmm. when is it too much? When have we gone off the rails? I don't know, yeah. Padre. Uh, that's that's what I've kind of. This is exactly where I wanted to go with this. You have anticipated me well. There you go. <laughs> Hit it. Yeah. Oh no, I totally, I totally agree. And like, even to blow it out a little further, I know you're a big Philly guy. Yeah, you know, was, um, I, I assume that includes the Sixers, right? Oh my gosh, huge Sixers. And, and I don't know if they had like big showdowns with, um, you know, with Mike, you know, mm. uh, during the the '90s. If that was like before AI or or it whatever, was, but it was uh, before, but AI played them, played, played them a bit, yeah. Crossed them. Yeah, up. they overlapped, right? So, um. So like, yeah, I mean, even, even going a little bit broader, uh, sports, right? Like sports, <laughs> sports is like, a, you know, a classic hobby for us that, um, I think sometimes comes in direct conflict sure. with, uh, the spiritual life. And like, I don't know that it's necessarily so, but it often gets played out as like, uh, you know, Sunday football, um, or, you know, weekend family time you know, a day of observing totally. a day of rest and, day. um, yeah. And then how we, you know, choose to spend it with our favorite athletes or, mm. you know, quasi celebrity figures, uh, you know, in our lives. Um, and then God is like the, he's like the afterthought. So I'm definitely working off of a different, you know, premise or agenda, I guess sure. that like, I think, I, I'm convinced that there's a way, you know, to do this. that, yeah, exactly. That allows me to, you know, root for my sports teams, tune into, you know, um, hometown sports, you know, um, root against the Eagles personally, but, hey, uh, no you know, um, to follow, to follow without like, you know, the whole, um, you know, the whole kit and caboodle, the baby with the bathwater, as far as like labeling, all of this is like a waste of time or, you know, mm. a fruitless effort because, you know, and, and you touched on it there a minute ago with like, there's definitely been Christians since the very beginning, like the times of Paul who were living their lives, like in active expectation, like the holiest way that they could <laughs> think of or come up with, which is just forsaking everything else, you know, pr- taking care of their families, taking care of their communities, their jobs, they just stopped doing stuff like that altogether. And the apostles, the leaders of the Christian communities mm-hmm. had to like clue in 
no, 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 keep, keep going, <laughs> keep, keep working, people. Like we're supposed to, you know, still be of in this world, you know, even though we're not of this world, like we're still in this world, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and like the, your your podcast here is a perfect example of like engaging culture, you know, and and mm-hmm. and not being afraid of having something to say, being competent, like being well-versed in and aware of like what's happening around the church, you know, not excluding, you know, or turning a blind eye to like what happens in the world. And I personally, you know, these are cards on the table for me that I think there's a way to like invite the Lord in to the shared loves that we have, realizing that, you know, he fashioned us with a heart, our very DNA you know, and the families that we grew up in that like instilled a lot of these, you know, nurtured behaviors and affinities. Um, the like that ultimately has its source in God. We call these right. things good, right? Mm-hmm. We we name these things as good <clears throat> and goods that uh, attract us to human contact, human company, um, and you know that that smacks of who He is and how He is and what He is. So. Totally. Yeah, I think there's a way that like doesn't um, that def- is like a personal discernment thing because like when it comes to something like a Quent- Quentin Tarantino film or mm-hmm. Departed or whatever, I know for a fact that there are like <clears throat> people out there whose spirit is way too disturbed for that to be a prudent decision. You know, right. like they're just mm-hmm. way too affected by the sight of even you know fake corn syrup. You know, special effects blood. That's <laughs> no, true. We all have that, our like, different tolerances or levels of tolerance. So I'm just saying. Should we toss it all out? You're saying no. It depends on the person, maybe, or or objectively. Yeah, stay away. I think what? so. I, I think there are certain. There's mm. like, you know, within a, um, you know, a range of acceptable prudential consideration and personal discernment. You know, um, that 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 like one could decide for themselves. Like, okay, this is something that um, doesn't doesn't disturb my spirit. Doesn't take away from my devotion to my faith or fuller living doesn't, you know, become a rival or an idol to, to God. Um, but also like, doesn't cross the the hard line, you know, the sacrosanct line in the sand of like, you know, I don't watch out and out blasphemy, you know, for, for you know, by the same criteria, like we don't participate in seances. We don't like, you know, mm-hmm. we don't mess with the evil stuff. Like, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm just going to, uh, you know, consult a medium you know because like that's just my hobby like there's obviously a line and it's like um if i could it it definitely like brings this thing of like we do want to be entertained we want to enjoy our time we want to get away from things and so even in quarantine mode like we do want you know to relax and enjoy and laugh and whatever like I'm a big like Vince Vaughn guy. I love Vince Vaughn, like early Vince Vaughn. I love, you mm-hmm. know, like comedies and I love Dave Chappelle, yeah. Dave Chappelle, DC. Oh, like, for I, real. Like I love yeah. his comedy. But, like it's funny, but there are moments where even I won't go there and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. a little too sexually explicit for me. That ain't my right. cup of tea. I'm not watching. I'm not listening, you know, uh, certain things. Or yeah. even when I was a kid, I got, expo- I was a big like comic book fan and, and X-Men and all that. But were you ever mm. into Spawn as a kid? I am familiar, but no, I was it. never into Spawn. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe your parents did a good job. Um, but but <laughs> I did not have them around. So I was raised by my grandma and, and I could pull, pull, pull some stuff. Anyway, so when grandma wasn't mm. looking, uh, you know, I, I, you know, snuck in and go to, go to movies or whatever. And I went to go see Spawn which definitely, I don't know if it was PG-13 at the time. Uh, it should have been rated R, but mm-hmm. Spawn... Old is, school PG-13 definitely was. Yeah, like, well, right, definitely know, was R, rated R. Typical R. Right, yeah. so I watched Spawn, which is about... Um, it's a anti-hero, superhero kind of guy that was spawned from hell itself, or the devil mm-hmm. himself fashions him. And he starts out as a regular dude. I think he dies, and then he goes to hell, and then comes back, and... It, yeah, it's you know, like an anti-hero. Yeah, and yeah, <clears throat> and so it's dark. It's come very, very dark, funny, sure. witty, but is DC? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think it might have been. I think it might have been DC uh-huh. in, in some alternate universe. But anyway, so I was watching it, and not anymore. But I just remember, like as a kid, I was like, "Dang, man, that that 
had to have done a number on me. Like, just because mm-hmm. it was two hours of just like hell and anger and, and whatever. And it kind of just feels like, right. so there is this feeding the wrong right, exactly. appetite. So it's like the means and the ends thing, like ends. I want to enjoy myself. I want to be entertained next right. is how do I achieve that? And am I willing to forsake God, you know, my family and my loved ones and my own soul in order to be yes. entertained? Right. Amen. And so yeah. that's the thing. And that's, and I think as, as Christians, as, as what we're trying to do, it's like, you know, no, I don't think you smoking tobacco is in, you know, got your soul mm-hmm. up in a rut, but I do think right. that, um, it can become a vice if like that comes first before saying my mass of the day. Right. Amen. Um, right. Yeah. And so that's, I think, I think this is exactly the point. Yeah. That not to go full blown moral theology nerd, but to um, sometimes go ahead, stroke your beard. Yeah, you do. How to use that du- principle of double effect now I mean, and again, heck, dust that sucker off and, if, and, mean, and heck, wonder you, you didn't pay for your <laughs> seminary experience. Go for it. <laughs> that's true. The people of God, yeah. you know, gave me this education. Thank you, so guys. I better use it. Um, it's free. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. And we could charge yeah. for this podcast. This joint is free. Oh, free. <laughs> so a lot of people are questioning, like, you know, why was I? This is what I got out of the appeal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm rethinking everything. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it, I think you're, you're, you put your finger right on top of it that, like, the no individual is ever exempted from the consideration of, like, does this pull me away from my relationship with God? Does this affect and damage my relationships with other people because then that would be inclusive of of how it affects our relationship with god and or does it you know is is there room for is it possible that we, you know with prudence moderation and timing you know i get closer to him you know through this expression this kind of form of entertainment or whatnot because there is a way i think for most of these things mm. not all obviously but most of most of our pr- also participate in the divine and smack of what is good, true, and holy. If you think about it, and this is me borrowing wisdom from uh, C.S. Lewis at, at Alia, that, um, you know, your marriage my, or my vocation to celibacy can rival God if, mm. you know, if it's twisted and, and turned into something that it's not supposed to be, you know, like we could become so obsessed with another individual that we truly have affection for and, you know, mm. um, a real uh, devotion to, you know, but like those things can be elevated and those are goods, right? Like even a good, you know, a pure, seemingly unadulterated good can be, you know, um, twisted as a rival to, to God lifted up as like something that, so you know, saying, it's like, oh, totally. Are you saying that my family could also be a rival to God in some cases? Potentially, I'm. T- yeah, I. I mean, I, I. I remember being blown away by like the four loves and thinking about eros as like eros is such a powerful, mm-hmm. such a powerful drug, so to speak. You know, of like that that feeling of love and the intoxicating effect of like being infatuated with, devoted to, attracted to, in love with, and sacrificing for. You know, um, although sacrifice sacrificial love is like its own thing you know, and, and speaks more of the divine, but like our, you know, uh, connection can be, you know, uh, a rival, you know, a rivalry if it like ends up being put out of order. Like any of these things can be put out of, you know, in the wrong order, sure. just like you were saying, like, you know, is, you know, the, the pipe more important than math? No, but like somebody could think that, you know, or, or I could like get chemically convinced of that. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and like the mission of the family is always to, you know, turn us out and you know prepare us for, you know, to be living stones in the larger body of Christ, in the larger edifice of the church. And you know, my family is incredibly important to me. But like, should the way that I interact with them mean that I totally ignore the people I've been called to serve? You know, mm-hmm. it's like that kind of discernment. And you know, maybe it's slightly different stakes when it's you know, the e game, you know, as opposed to when it's, uh, you know, uh, taking care of our own, 
but these are these this is the way to do discernment i think and i i realize like maybe many of us are like oh please god doesn't care about my sporting event i think he does you know i think he does <laughs> want to like chill out with you you know i do think he does want to sit on the on the couch and if the way i i yell at the screen and the language that i you know the profanity that i use at the opposing team <laughs> makes him uncomfortable being there like you know that's 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 the kind of thing that i need to purify my hobby with. i can see jesus like you know going two seats down like what the hell <laughs> like what the what's this guy <laughs> like boom I, I this... how did you learn that <laughs> kiss your mom with that mouth you know do you uh... kiss my mom with that mouth like please <laughs> come on now well totally she good, she good. Totally, totally. And and so and that's the, the hard part because we feel I mean, what, naturally? Like we feel entitled. And during this time of just mm. sitting around twiddling our thumbs, like there's gonna be things that we feel that we've earned. <laughs> Man, it's been a hard yeah. day at work being at home with the kids. I'm entitled to submit whatever hobby. But dang man, Lord help me. Yeah, exactly. Dear Lord, let my hobbies not kill me. You know? Like mm. Amen. And, and so that's, I mean, then maybe that's the title of the podcast. You know, don't, don't, don't let my hobbies kill me. <laughs> don't let my hobbies kill me. <laughs> because that's like, yeah, that's what I think that's a here. perfect prayer. Like, let my hobby bring me closer to you. Like, you know, I want to love you more in my hobby. Right. And, and, and I've heard this explained and I, it was, it's funny. It was on the Jen Fulweiler show, which I don't watch, but you, you are a fan. And yeah. I was too. Yeah. I'm messes. She had a Dominican priest on. And they were talking about messy comedies and messy movies and kind of like what I was saying about Quentin Tarantino and Scorsese, mm-hmm. even like the movie, um, uh, what's the one, uh, the Wolf of wall street. I don't know if you've seen that, mm. uh, with Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio and, and Jonah Hill and all yeah. this. And it's just like right. a craziness of just like acid dripping and just right. totally like going the worst into hell and just like <laughs> kind of all behavior. pleasures and internment, like, no God, obviously. Yeah. And there Abject was, hedonism. Right, exactly. And actually, when they actually asked like Scorsese about why he made that movie or why he shot certain scenes the way he did, like when they're just full on having like orgies and craziness and just mm-hmm. like incredible inappropriate things, they asked him, yeah. well, why'd you shoot it that way? Why, Like, why is it blurry? Why is it like it just like all these noise and chatter in the background? Like, why'd you shoot it that way? And he was like, it was supposed to mimic kind of like hell. It was supposed mm. to be distorted. It, everything was supposed to be heightened to level 10. Yeah. And I wow. was trying to show that's fascinating hedonism, like huh. in a way, and like, I don't right. think he said it as eloquently as I did, but he definitely mm. was saying <laughs> it was supposed to look like that. It was supposed to look like a mess and to see the, the depravity that man is going through wow. when he is left to his own devices to make it up for himself. Dang. And that that's, is... That's profound, man. Right. And so that's the scariness of like movies and stuff. But also there's like something to be said. And I always get it with like Bishop Barron too because he does his reviews on like hardcore movies. And I was like, honey, can you believe... Bishop Barron saw Wolf of Wall Street. He did a review on it and he talks about it. Maybe I got it from him. Maybe I stole it from him. But but he talks about he talks about he reviews the movie and he says like it's supposed to show you emptiness, the absence of God and his presence and what that looks like in real time in real world 2020. That's what it looks like. You know, you plunging into the depths of just like nothingness. Yes, Lord, uh, let my hobbies not kill me. There is a way to watch something and not lose yourself in the moment uh, because right. God wants you to... I just borrowed that from Eminem. Lose yourself in the moment. Yeah, I, fa- I follow. It. Yeah, like God wants you to be <laughs> You better 100. never let it go. Yes, Mom's you only spaghetti. get one shot. You know, it's like... That's right. <laughs> God wants you to keep your mind and your heart tuned up and you can't be tuned up if you're double dipping and, and going into hidden mode. Just because yeah. you feel entitled to a break, a Kit Kat, like this is this I think is like the constant struggle, least, right? So the constant struggle is like it's beautiful when we have like a regular devotion to, you know, confession and whatnot. But like everybody, everybody, you know, we should be have like a regular kind of examination of conscience practice built into our our daily or weekly lives. And I think that there's sometimes a desire, certainly in this poor sinner 
you know, for like the easiest kind of like rubric or answer as far as like, you know, do I avoid this entirely or do I, can I include this mm. in my life, this, whatever this practice is, enter X. And I think that the math is a little bit more complicated and that it involves like a dialogue, you know, a dialogue with the, with the spirit and an inclusion of him that like every priest I know wants people, you know, to have Jesus in their life as like an everyday thing, not a Sunday thing. Right. You know, do I love Sunday? Yes. Is it a day of rest? Yes. Is it a day for church and all that? Yes. Is it the only day for those things? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is, you know, Jesus should be my daily, my daily dude, you know, my daily check-in. And um, that's what every priest like desires is that the people of God include, make God part of the daily life, you know, and that there aren't quote unquote boring things, things in our lives so boring that like he doesn't want to know about them or be a part of them, especially because like if, you know, it, it draws you up. Who gave you that? (laughs) Who made you love those things? You know, who made you? Who made you? Whose are you? (laughs) What purpose? It's insane, man. But that's where we're on, man. That's where we're on the journey and leave it to COVID to get us reflecting on this. I got one more. Mm. And this is this is all me. And this is something I've been toiling with all week. Uh, Father Pat, in in, in closing, I, I need I need some help, brother, because. Okay, so last Sunday, the scripture was or two Sundays ago, the scripture was about the sheep. The sheep know my voice. Right. The sheep know who the I am. Shepherd. Right, the good shepherd yes. Sunday, right? And you're a good shepherd and yeah. at least trying to be. Um, but here's my dilemma. Uh sheep are stupid from what I heard. Uh <laughs> sheep are really, 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 oh, really, man. really dumb, according to my we wife. So who, dumb. who is a farmer, <laughs> uh, you know, was a farmer's daughter, and yeah. she told me that the sheep would always be the most difficult. But um with all that to say that they're stupid and their brains are mush. They are extremely loyal and they, they listen to the shepherd's voice, whoever Mm. it is, whoever the farmer is like, they do listen for that voice and they're obedient. Even if all the other stuff is failing, they are somewhat obedient. And if they're disobedient in the, in the scriptures, tradition tells us that you'd, you, you'd break the legs of the, of the sheep. Um, Right. I don't know. Yeah. Put it (laughs) on your shoulders. (laughs) Right. 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 So thanks a lot, Jesus. Uh, we all know the details. <laughs> you want to break my leg. Um, but here's my thing. Uh, uh, oftentimes doing things for church, uh, for the Lord uh, publicly and filming mm. things and going out and, you know, even going to adoration, uh, yeah. in the car, um, drive through confessions, things like that. Um, I can't help yes. but sometimes feel like a dumb sheep or like hearing the waves of, <laughs> The internet, friends, family who know what I do. And honestly, they, they, it's coming from a place of love. But there is a genuine sure. concern. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- what is it with you dumb church people? Like, stay at home. You know? Like, mm-hmm. don't go out. Like, what don't you understand? Let me say it in English. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. How, what's, I mean, well, are we dumb here? Like, are we. Uh, you know, because mm-hmm. it's dangerous business as the movie goes. You know, it's dangerous business walking out your front door for mass or for like, I'm sorry, for when masses do open up. You know, are we going to relapse? Right. Like, uh, what? Because I know, I know that the church isn't dumb. Like, there's a lot of smart right. people in the church, but to yes. the outside world, it looks like foolishness. What foolishness. Do you, what do you got, man? <laughs> oh, man. Talk about a favorite topic, Jiminy Christmas. Um, pray with this for forever. Um, I, to a certain extent, like we are always like as Christians, as disciples, as followers of Christ, you know, um, as people living in, in knowledge of the spirit and of the higher purpose that we are called to and that we're destined for, there will always, always be something about that a little bit off-putting, you know, to the worldly wisdom there, there's like something supposed that, you know, when we do this right, we look differently enough. We sound differently enough that, like, that should that should shake things up a little bit in the, like the common order of things. Like, just you know, from our our previous talking points and and topic, like the Christian 
be different than like just everybody else's take on Wolf of Wall Street or, you know, mm. sports in, in general, you know, not to the point of like belaboring and, you know, a belittling, but we should be, we are called to be different. We are called to like see things differently and live differently. So I think there's a comfort level that Christians should have with being thought foolish, you know, in the eyes of the world. And that's just more general, even than, you know, the current quarantine moment. But because like, that's the subject of the day, you know, and that's, that's the fruit of your consideration mm -hmm. and, you know, prayer, I, I, our higher pursuits, you know, that we are about, um, than just living for, for today. You know, and that there are there are definitely people who are called to live, you know, um, uh, a, a more heroic kind of response to everyday needs, you know, and we we feel this way entirely about first responders. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think there's many people out there at all who don't agree that the first responders, you know, our nurses, doctors, EMTs, firefighters, police they're all doing their best for us, you know, and that they're all sacrificing well. I'm a little surprised, especially when like fellow Christians and other Catholics have that response, don't have that response about like the way that our shepherds and that our lay ministers and um, those who are involved mm. in different apostolates mm. in the church at this time have responded in generosity. Like I, I'm a little taken aback then. Why is there dis disparate, kind of response or the way that we we treat those subjects why is this important clearly like heroic and, and valuable but then you know taking care of the shepherds of our souls like the responses of our sacramental needs and you know you church people like why don't you church people get it why is that some bracketed off or like considered as ancillary secondary unnecessary effectively like this was a this was a a painful point around, you know, just the label of what is essential business, what is non-essential business. I was like, what? <laughs> you telling me church ain't, ain't essential? Like, come on, man. Like, it, that that doesn't resonate at all, at all. But um, so I think, like, that, you know, the twofold, you know, Reader's Digest answer is that we have to, as Christians, accept that ridicule from the people of God that, like, you know, just consider us as, like, weirdly different because we are. We're supposed to be. And then, you know, no, I reject the premise that, like, no, like, you guys, you church people just do what the rest of us are doing and stay home. Like, no, I agree that we should be careful, but I don't, I don't think these things should be ignored either. Like, you know, that, that taking care of people and keeping people's faith going and keep, keeping people's spirits like healthy, you know, is any less important. Right. And, and that's the, and you have to, rem, I have a, it's a constant, consistent reminder. Uh, I for one go out and, and, and film masses and I'm around priests and yeah, I got a mask on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, you know, wear mm -hmm. gloves, wash my hands, do that whole thing. I could still right. get it. I, I could still get it like legitly like, but I could have got it going to Costco reaching for the mm. milk that someone else also yeah. reached for. Like, that's the thing too. So to, yeah. to be aware of that, but honestly, man, it, it is about, yeah. Right? I mean, they're telling us, they're telling us that like flattening the curve is, you know, mostly to keep us from having a societal collapse in our medical system. Right. But that doesn't mean that like, you know, a lot of us who were doing exactly what we were told to do, you know, aren't going to get sick at some point, you know, I, I, I always thought of it, doom and gloom. I always thought of it as it's not, if you get it, it's when you get it. And yeah. Um, is it later, you know, like, cause we don't want the, the uh, health system or the hospitals to be overrun all at once. Yes. So you, you try to space it out and hopefully with the elements and the things like things tempered down and maybe it goes away or maybe there's a second wave, but at least gives us enough time to get a vaccine. Who knows? I'm not, in the medical field, but I'm down to think about it. I'm down to think right. about it and down to, but at the same time, I also got to worry about the fact that I have a soul and I'm not saying I have to have secret masses underground. I'm not saying that either. Mm -hmm. You know, no one's saying right. that, but what I am saying is, yeah. There, yeah. I, I think there's a big difference between like 
somebody who's like, I don't believe that this is even happening. You know, no, I <laughs> like, know, dude, this is real. <laughs> viruses work. <laughs> yeah, and those of us who like absolutely recognize the um, the 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 risk, but then the way of proportional reason. You know, getting back to our moral theology nerddom that like yeah there are without being proportionalists because this is not our only criteria for discerning like you know what is good and bad and right and wrong but like yeah there should be you know even under the principle of double effect there it's like are we doing this for like a a, a good that is that makes sense that is like and worth doing this for and absolutely is um makes the risk more acceptable um but it, it yeah, is a risk, because... and, and did you and your family weigh that risk? And and whatever, a nurse that has a family, or a doctor that has mm-hmm. a family, or a bus driver that has a family, or someone that's hired to you know to to do a job, or to you know like, do you weigh that risks? And and is your family good with that? And are you still careful and cautious? Like, oftentimes yeah. when we hear of the church as sheep, they think stupid, like I do, and they think. Oh, you're just going to be that church lady that's just going to abandon mm. all else and just be focused on Jesus. It's like, well, yeah, that's a stereotype, but that's not all mm-hmm. church folk. Anyway, yes. always going to be something yeah, to think, I think about. I love the I love the idea of <laughs> people who go all in because, like, yeah, well, you know, the apostles went all in. They they like left their nets, left their father, <laughs> they left Zebedee in the boat, and they came and followed Jesus. That was everyone around them. That was, that was probably like crazy. Like, are you for real? Like, who is this guy? You just met this dude and now you're, you're leaving everything for him. Yeah. He's, he is the pearl of great price, you know, and there's absolutely, you know, (laughs) that kind of devotion. It seems bizarre to people who, who haven't, you know, heard that word yet or haven't received that. And and, yeah, and that's what it message. looks like, and it looks foolishness. And so that's something I'm probably not even going to – there's no answer here either. I'm just going to have this for a while. <laughs> but true. We'll see how it goes next week. Father Pat, that's <laughs> it. We are closing in. So thanks so much for being nice. with us. We'll see you guys next week. Anything, Father Pat? May God bless you and keep you and um, help you to enjoy your hobbies in a new way. <laughs> yep, and stay inside. <laughs> Yes, that's your right. Your car stays at your house. Be good. Be smart. <laughs> Live in the world, but you're not of the world. All that. Prudence. 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 God bless. Amen. Do well.